Dear founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you really quickly, one last time, that on April 25th, I'm kicking off my free masterclass, Social Media for Small Business. If you're looking to up your social media game when it comes to your business, you're absolutely going to want to join me. You guys asked me to bring this class back, and we're starting on Monday. You will walk away with a comprehensive idea of what to post, where, when, how to do it efficiently, so that really and truly you can take your time and focus on growing your business. Click the link in the show notes and sign up. Don't wait. The doors close on Friday and class starts on Monday. You have no excuse. It's free. Also, if you like today's episode, please make sure to go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and please leave a rating and review. I'd greatly appreciate it. I'm sorry to all of my previous guests, but today's guest truly made me the coolest among my kids, especially my oldest, and she's a tough crowd. You or your kids may know Christy Lukisiak as the funny, fiery, and eternally optimistic mom from Dance Moms who tells it like it is. She's made mistakes some of which have been on TV, but Christy has been lucky enough to build a career sharing what she's learned along the way. Christy's always been business-minded, but she never thought that she could launch her latest career out of actually being a mom, something that I truly sympathize with. Since her dance mom days, she's continued to hustle, collaborating with everyone from Spotify to Invisalign to Walmart. She has over 2 million, yes, 2 million organic Instagram followers. And last year during the pandemic, she was invited to speak at 500 sororities virtually. She's nothing if not versatile, and her experience has let her run with anything the world throws her way. Christy's current mission is to empower the next generation. Think of her as both your cheerleader and your coach, not just someone who's rooting for you, although I can tell you from experience she 100% is but someone who's going to help you set the right goals and achieve them. She's a certified life coach, a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, and a hypnotherapist, and that's just a few of her certifications. Armed with her BS-free advice, courses, and tools, Christy can help take the stress out of navigating life. She admits that she's made mistakes, and she's here to tell you what works and what doesn't. I'm so excited to introduce you to Christy Lukisiak. Come on in. All right. Today on Dear Founder, we have a very special guest. You might recognize her from Dance Moms, but Christy Lukisiak is really empowering the next generation of females right now with what she is doing. I met her a couple months ago when I was on her podcast and we instantly clicked. And I am so drawn to what it is that she's doing because like me, She is helping people to see their potential and to become what it is that they want to become. So she is a no bullshit, 
<laughs> you are. You are no BS. You give great advice. And I think that's another reason why we clicked right off the bat. She has numerous certifications, but really and truly, that's not what it is that draws you to Christy. So Christy, welcome to Dear Founder. Thank you so much for your time and for being here. Yeah, thank you, Lindsay. I'm really excited to continue our conversation that we started on my podcast. And like, what a lovely intro. I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. Um, And I always have to start off by kind of giving a preemptive, I'm so sorry for my behavior on Dance Moms, like just that blanket statement. Um, But, you know, it is- Oh, stop. I mean, I said it to you on your podcast and I'll say it here. I mean, you made me like the coolest person in my house for- a very long time. I mean, even now when I say to my daughters, like, oh, I texted with Christy today or, oh, I'm podcasting with Christy today. They think that I am like the coolest person in the world. So thank you for that. And I You're didn't welcome. even see mom. So to me, it's <laughs> doesn't well, even, you know, <laughs> I give a lot of street cred or I have a lot of street cred, I should say with like the 10 to 13 crowd. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you do. And that's who lives in my house. Yeah. So, yeah. So thank so you, you are welcome. You are welcome. And you can be like, she is a normal mom, just like me. I have told them that I have. So I would love to get started by you just kind of sharing your journey and how it is that you got to where you are today. And also if you could just give an explanation even though I just did an intro sure. in your own words, what it is that you're doing, what it is. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, where I've got, how I got here today, that's such a, a long path and journey, but I think everyone's life kind of takes those twists and turns. Mine just happened to include like a reality show truly that most people don't experience. So about 10 years, well, no, it was 11 years now when Dance Mom started, you know, I owned a small fitness franchise where I was teaching younger children, like little ones, health and fitness. And when the whole onslaught of Dance Moms came to be, I was no longer able to run a business effectively just because my God, the time commitment. And so I really leaned into being a full-time like TV personality, so to speak. But what I was noticing during the time is Dance Moms, the beginning of Dance Moms really lined up with the beginning of social media. Um, Yes, Twitter was around before 2011, but it was really 2012 that I think Instagram came to the forefront. And it just so happened to correlate with when Dance Moms was getting very hot, like season two. And So what was happening, I was always a tweeter, like I like to tweet, I was always kind of being snarky and sarcastic on Twitter. And I kind of just left Instagram to the kids. But then I was like, Oh, I'll make an account too. Anyway, all of this to say that throughout the years, I feel like I recognized the potential of social media very early on. And I knew that we were in a very unique situation to have all of these eyes and people interested. So I always looked at social media as an opportunity to extend the life of what we had on TV, because honestly, it wasn't a show that, I mean, without getting too deep into it, it wasn't a show that we were always very sure that we would be a part of, uh, you know, for a long extended period of time because it was so high stress. And it was like, how long can you actually like exist in this environment? So to me, I always looked at social media as an opportunity to um, extend that, but also have control of my own narrative as well as Chloe's. And Chloe was little at the time, little being like 13. So as you know, the years went on and came and went off of Dance Moms and social media really blew up to what it was, 
I realized that I was in a really unique position because I was talking to two really distinct groups of people. I was talking to women who were older and I'm using that very loosely, but more like my, my colleagues and my peers, my contemporaries who were the moms. But then I had this really interesting dynamic or conversation with these younger women who had grown up watching me parent Chloe on Dan's moms. So they were looking at me almost like this, this aunt or mom, or, you know, someone that they trusted who wasn't their own mother, you know, somebody that they, nobody wants to listen to their own mom, my own daughter's like, whatever. Um, But for whatever reason, they were willing to kind of quote unquote, listen to me. So it took me a long time to kind of realize that that was something that I liked, that I felt that I was, it took me a while to get my head like wrapped around. Am I good at this kind of, and to start thinking of how I can impact them beyond just like making them laugh because I was acting ridiculous on a TV show. I, I love that. You just said, you asked yourself, am I good at this? Sure. Because that's the question. <laughs> that's always the question. Right. And it's, I think everyone is so guilty of having that imposter syndrome and not everyone admits it. So thank you for doing so. Mm-hmm. But so when you asked yourself that, I mean, obviously you were resonating with young women through social media. And so what was that next step that you took to get to your business today? I think what I did is, I, I mean, clearly I, I am very, very, very grateful that I do have the ability to work as an influencer on social media. Like that is really like my business. But then for me, I always like, I am just the type of person who I want I want to make an impact in a more positive way. Like, yes, I can sustain my lifestyle just like, working with partnerships and brands, but I kept thinking like, how can I take this platform and do good with it? Like, how can I do more like, and make a significant impact like that pay it forward or that ripple effect. And so I think that what I really started thinking was as I was watching my own daughter, because Chloe was transitioning from being, you know, that kid at home into the real world And I was noticing like the struggles she was having, the struggles that honestly, like I was having the uncertainties that we had, like, was she prepared? And all of these also, on the other hand, all of this um, self-doubt and questioning that everyone goes through. And I realized that everyone was going through that same, or I shouldn't say everyone was, but everyone goes through that. And I just began having conversations around that that dialogue with, you know, through my socials. And I was realizing that, um, you know, people sit in class for hundreds of tens of thousands of hours learning things that you're not going to really use in your life, but nobody's teaching you those real applicable um, things that you need in order to effectively adult. And one area that I know women, especially young women feel very, very insecure about is just um, having any sort of um, like, financial, just uh, what's the word? Um, uh, not, not knowledge, but even just like financial literacy at, at all. And so those were things that I was like, well, let me tell you the things that I'm telling Chloe. So it all became very organically and then COVID hit. And then I had a lot of time on my hands. Well, but you started it online, but you do virtual events and you have like a 
a community now where oh, yeah. people can sign up to, to be a part of this. So talk a yes. little bit about that because that is a really big extension of your social media platform. And I would venture to say a place that a lot of people know you just as well there as they do on Instagram. Yeah. So what I did is I ended up designing an online uh, it, I started, well, it is a membership program where every month I drop little like a masterclass as well as each week they get a PDF download of just things that you need to know, you know, in various areas of life. But then what was very interesting to me is that um, once I started kind of talking in this adulting space, I got a lot of interest from colleges who came to me and specifically sororities who were like, you know, we have X, Y, and Z requirements to fulfill for this sisterhood or that sisterhood. Could you speak on this topic? And at first I was a little, you know, of course you go through that. Well, what am I going to say again, that imposter syndrome, but then I realized very quickly that I had a lot of valuable content, just that I already knew that I could just sit and deliver to them in these zoom settings. And so towards the end of that quarantine period, so last school year, I ended up doing over 500 uh, Zoom presentations and 30,000 young women I spoke with. And then actually, as we started to do a little bit of in-person, I was able to visit a few campuses. Obviously, I can't talk to tens of thousands of people, you know, at a time because I'm in these very, you know, you can only travel so much. But it was really rewarding to me to kind of like be back on those campuses and thinking to myself, like, how did I get back here? You know, like I enjoy college so much and that's where I started to find myself and now I'm helping others. But I love that you say that you didn't, you were kind of like, I didn't know what I was going to talk about because mm-hmm. you, to your point, not only did you have the content built or in your social media or whatever, it's your everyday content. Like you built a business and a platform and a membership off of the advice you were sharing with your own daughter. Right. You know, I mean, this was like you were showing up and being you. And that is what I think is so amazing. So I want to kind of go back a little bit to social media um, because I, too, grew my first business alongside social media. While Mm -hmm. you were doing Dance Moms, I was teaching expectant moms how to be moms (laughs) and push strollers (laughs) and and very similar. Like, you know, I started on Facebook, Instagram, I think I got in 2012 or 2013. Mm -hmm. And I learned as I went along. and. I always just kind of showed up and, and that's how I grew. And I would definitely say now that I follow you and I see you on social media, you just show up too. Like, oh yeah. And, and I, I don't have a very curious of that though, because you have an, a massive following and there's a reason for that. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, obviously I have had a social media evolution as I think everyone has. Uh, I can remember back in the day at the very beginning, like literally picturing pardon me, literally posting the worst quality pictures that you could ever comp like ever imagine. So the quality of my photographs has gotten better, but I mean, honestly, I just really show up as me. And I did try for a while to go through that very curated, very specific kind of like mommy blogger thing. And that's just not who I am. Like I, I just am not. And everyone always, I think the you, the word authentic is so overused in the online space. But the truth is, 
is that um, when you really look at what authentic means, like authentic is who you are, no holds barred, where a lot of people misuse it. They're like, this is my authentic self. And it's very like filtered and made up and this and that. And like all of your piles of shit are in the corner, but you know, you show up as this perfection and that's not, that's not real life. And frankly, I think that makes people feel badly about themselves. So I was just like, you know what? I will, I will roll on social media, like straight out of bed, no makeup on. I don't care because honestly, if that resonates with one person and makes them feel better about, you know, getting through their day, then my work here is done. You know, how did you, what was that moment that you were able to recognize? Like, that's not who I am. Like, how did you come to that conclusion? Because I think that there are a lot of people who want to get there and who think they should be there. And I also think there are a lot of people who show up regularly trying to be something that they're not because they're trying to be something that they think they should be, which is just such bullshit. Yeah. And then they don't have any connections with anyone on social media. And it's just, you know, and those are the people that you unfollow. Right. Yep. So like, what was it that was like, you know what, this isn't me. It was honestly, cause I went through that entire life cycle. Like I did, I did it. And, and honestly, I had come through that as somebody who already had a big following. And so it was just a very real conversation. I would look back and read things and I was like, oh my God, like it, when I was very honest with myself, it was like embarrassing to me. I'm like, that's not who I am. Like I am not this, this very felt, not filtered, but, you know, just edited version of myself. And now listen, this is me coming from, this is coming from someone who was a very edited version. And so when I was looking at that, I was like, people like me because I'm honest. People like me because I'm saying what everybody is thinking. People like me because I'm not perfect. I'm a little, you know, scrappy. I came from the wrong side of the tracks. You know, I built a great life, whatever. Um, and just coming from that place of everything is perfect was such bullshit that it made me feel gross. It made me feel unauthentic. It made, or inauthentic. And it made me feel like, like it's speaking to no one, you know, like no one wants to see that people want to see the realness of people. They want to feel like, I don't know, for me, I always look at, you know, who who didn't come, who didn't have it easy. I want to follow those people. I want to know the people who like struggled in life and who overcame some things because that's where the real connections with people are. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast as I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast. Hivecast was everything that I needed all in one place. For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. 
How have you instilled this mantra and I guess this way of thinking about social media into your kids? Because I think that's a really big, um, I wasn't even actually expecting that I was going to ask you this, but I'm Mm going to ask you this because I'm dealing with this now and like helping to navigate my kids on TikTok, my, my only, my one daughter has TikTok, but, sure. um, you know, just Matt, like in, in explaining to her that like, it's not about likes, it's not about this. Mm-hmm. And like, you like, like just, there's so much, right. And that's, I know this yeah. is a big loaded question, but you know, your daughter, they have presence on social media. So mm-hmm. how do you communicate this to them and how have they embraced it? I mean, I, Hmm. I think because Chloe, my oldest, she'll be 21 next year or next month. Sorry. Um, I think because she like grew up literally in it that um, like she was so used to seeing people criticize or compliment or support or tear her down just throughout the life cycle of the show that social media was an extension of that. And so we had a lot of very real conversations about, you know, people not knowing the full scope of who you are as a person. And look, you don't have to be on a TV show to have that conversation with your kids. Totally. No one knows your full story based on a post that you put on social media. They don't know what you were going through that day. They don't know what your intention was behind that. They don't know, you know, your entire backstory. And so I had to keep reminding her, these are people who are very comfortable because they're, they're hidden, they're removed. These people would never have the nerve to come up to you to say these things to you in real life. And that's, those are haters specifically, but I always really made it as far as like that validation that none of that really means anything like, you know, because those are people who could admire you, who they could love you, but they don't know you too. You know, it's the same thing, just flipped. Like, yes, they can look up to you. They can know you, but what are the people who are closest to you? How do they feel about you? Like, are you showing up as a good person for them? Like when you lay your head down at night on your pillow, do you feel good about the interactions you had with the people who matter in your life? And so I actually had a conversation just like that with my younger daughter recently because um, she started to... Look, Clara has a big social media following, but she also has like her her private account. And that one started to pop a little bit. And she, I just had to have a conversation and a reminder of her that that's not indicative of if she's good or bad. You know, it works yeah. both ways. And so I think that, you know, everybody's always focused on the haters. Like, how can we get past this? But honestly, if you flip it and you have that same conversation, just like I gave the example of, it applies. Yeah. It's like social media, these people don't know you and they can love you, which is great. But what are the people who know you say? Right. Which I think that is such sound advice and such great advice. So I'm glad I asked you. I also want to ask you about social media. You said something very interesting. You said, um, you know, you have these two audiences Mm -hmm. and so how do you manage and navigate talking to both and making sure you're including both and that you're (laughs) appealing to everyone because you, you do, you have a massive audience and those are two very distinct messages. And I think a lot of business owners grapple with this because they do talk to multiple types of people or multiple demographics. And I think it, it can be really, um, it can be overwhelming. 
Yeah. You know what, honestly, and that is uh, to be totally transparent. I still struggle with that because it's, it, it's exactly that you get into this, you know, this mindset and honestly with a business, we are so conditioned in a business to have an avatar that we speak to that it almost becomes counterintuitive because you're so like worried that am I speaking to this avatar, but what about the rest of my people? So for me, I've kind of just switched it and I just start talking like, the messages and the content and the the lessons or what have you that I want to share, I start looking at it. If I was in a, like a stadium full of people, because that's what social media is, whether we realize it or not, you're in a stadium full of people. And I could only give one message to that entire crowd that I'm hoping that resonates across the board. What's that message? Like, what do I want them to walk away with? I guess it's, what is the one thing I can give that more that people can just take away. And I know that totally is counterintuitive to what we're told, like, you know, speak to that person or you're not speaking to no one. But for me, that works. Like, I just look at how can I resonate with a message that will impact several different avatars instead of just focusing clearly on one. I don't know if that's the solution for everyone. I just know that it works for me. So I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, You, you know, obviously you've built this business on being a mom, on your experience and your own kind of knowledge in the world, right? And kind of how things work. But you did go out and get some certifications. Um, I did. You have, you are a certified life coach. You're a neuro-linguistic, what is it? A neuro-linguistic? Yeah, NLP. It's neuro-linguistic, like... uh, Neuro, um, sorry, neuro linguistic programming practitioner. So that's yeah. a mouthful, and that's why it I, is. I it is. totally flubbed that. Um, but you know, I'd love for you to talk about how these certifications have impacted your business and have impacted how you do business mm-hmm. and why it is that you got them and why, like, why did you think it was important? Uh, well, first of all, I am a like psychotic learner. Like I've always been a learner. That's just who I am. Like in my heart of hearts, I like to learn. I will always learn. And for me, I think that um, it's not even a matter of, do I feel qualified to talk to people? It's, I want to learn these things because they're helping me as a human being be a better person. And then I think that naturally just bleeds into business. Um, so with the life coach, like I put my own self through the same things I would ask someone else or, um, with an NLP, like there's so many practices in NLP, um, that, you know, people pay thousands of dollars to, to have somebody walk them through these steps. And so I will apply those own things to my business and it has shifted my own mindset so much that I am simply not even close to the same person I used to be in a good way Um, because we're always evolving. We're always learning. And I think the best example you can set for someone is what you're willing to come and do. So for me, I was like, look, if these are the things I want people to understand and learn, like I have to put myself through them. And Honestly, anytime you invest in yourself as far as your own personal growth or business growth, the way I look at it is every dollar you invest in yourself, you're going to reap that tenfold down the line. Um, So it's always really interesting to me when people are like, I can't invest in myself. Like, but you want people to invest in you. Like you have to, you have to walk the walk kind of. I totally like came to this 
realization when I just made my own shift. And I'm so glad you're saying this. Yeah. Like, I took a class on how to build my podcast and that sure. to me was investing in myself. I didn't know how to do it. I'm now taking a class on public speaking. Love. And again, that is like, I want to build my public speaking business. And mm-hmm. that to me is investing in myself and it has come back to me tenfold. So thank you for saying that because, Absolutely. but I think that so many business owners and entrepreneurs you know, are bootstrapping, they're scrappy, they're worried about, you know, oh my God, like, can I really afford this? And of Uh course, if you can't, that's like a whole like other thing. But I also think in, in this realm and kind of like the solopreneur entrepreneur world, there are always ways to make it happen. And when you do invest in yourself, like through a life coach program or through any of these programs, Mm -hmm. there are ways to pay it out over time. If you can't sustain it right away. And like, people need to know that because these are things that can turn your business around. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I do get that. I do get, especially coming into a business that they're bootstrapped and like you were a lot of so worried, right? Like you don't want to spend the money. You're like, Oh God, you're so worried. But the thing is, and this for me, it's such a, it's such a cliche thing, but it really made a huge, huge difference for me is I just saw a quote at the beginning, probably like December. And it was, don't work in your business, work on your business. We have all heard that a million times, but for whatever reason that resonated with me. And I realized that I was spending so much of my own time, energy, um, like focusing on trying to um, do everything myself and like really just because I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. And then I started shifting a little bit. I'm like, look, if I invest a little bit of money over here and hire somebody to help me out over here, the internet is a plethora of information. If you can't afford what X, Y, and Z, just start researching, read a book, like read a book, start applying those things. And then, um, yes, you, there are so many of these coaching programs have payment options and plans and whatnot. But I do want to say one thing that really like bothers me though, is it really is unnerving sometimes when you see life coaches out there or coaches in general that are like, if you believed in the power of yourself, you would mortgage your home and take this $25,000 business. I just want to like drop kick them because stop it. Like stop it right now. I cannot stay. I agree with you. I cannot stand people who prey on other people. And like, that is to me, like defeats every, every bit of like what integrity and every bit of what you're trying to do as a coach, trying to help someone along. And I couldn't agree with you more. And now you and I are talking about this and we're going to both be served a thousand ads about this today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. Now that it's out, it's out in the open. It's out there. You, you, you also just brought up a good point. Like you brought up that the internet, the internet is like a plethora of knowledge and the internet has really helped you to take your business to probably a place where you didn't think it was going to go. I mean, I like, you didn't think probably you were going to be talking to thousands and thousands of sorority girls Mm -mm. this in this manner, but the pandemic and the internet Mm -hmm. created that for you. So how are you leveraging that experience now as we are kind of, you know, I don't want the pandemic isn't over. It's still going on, but as we're learning to live with this. Yeah. I mean, I think that my true mission at some point here, and this is kind of like where I'm going with my business. I really do feel very called, if you will, inspired, if you will, whatever the word is to at some point facilitate more in-person 
events. Like I think there is a real energy to be had when people are in a room together. And also I'm in this really unique position where I can almost act like a, um, <laughs> like a, like a hum- like a friend matchmaker, almost like bringing people together who are all in the same stage of life and that they can be support systems and, you know, develop these relationships or friendships. So I'm trying to figure out and walk that walk of like how I can make that happen in a, in a, a new and different way. Cause honestly, things like this have been done, but things that feel right for me and my audience. So I don't know. I'm figuring it out as I go. Um, I will screw up a million times, but that's fine. I'll but just I, I think it it's important to say that too. I mean, you bring up so many good points that I think a lot of founders and entrepreneurs just don't want to say. And that's like, of course, like figure it out as you go. And oh my God. Yeah. So many people don't want to admit that they don't want to say it. Like, you know, I am in the camp, same camp as you. And I think this is why we clicked when we first talked is that like, just do it. And like, yeah, you might fuck up, but like, just do it. And you'll, you'll make the changes and it doesn't yeah. mean you're a failure. It just no. means you're learning as you go to your point. And like, it, like I pivoted on something last week and like, it, it is what it is. Like something I put out didn't resonate as much as I wanted it to. And so I'm changing the order of doing things and that's being an entrepreneur. Sure. No. And that's the thing is people are so fixated on doing it right. But you said you might fuck up. You will fuck up. Yes. You're supposed to. And honestly, the other thing, and I kind of joke around about this uh, in all of my teachings, like I've had a million different types of careers in my life. And it's sort of this ongoing joke, like I'm always pivoting. And I have been very hard on myself in the past thinking like, oh, I'm a failure at these things. And honestly, coming from an entrepreneur-like mindset, you're not failing if something doesn't work. You have learned massive things from that and you're taking away lessons that you will pivot. It is not a failure. It is a stepping stone. You had to do that so that you learned X, Y, and Z to get you to the next spot. Exactly. So when everyone beats themselves up, I'm like, stop. And, And again, that was a huge thing that I needed to work on internally because I was like, telling myself that same story. And then I really sat back and I thought about it. I'm like, bullshit. You did not screw up. You learned a ton and good for you. And all of those experiences will set you up for success at the, um, at the next level and the next level and mm-hmm. you build upon it. So you have to make mistakes in order to succeed. Period. And again, going back to what I said, no one wants to work with, learn from, be inspired by somebody who's had it all right from the get-go. That nobody, nobody's life is that easy. And so if, if like, like it's, I'm trying to think of somebody like, obviously the example of somebody born into a business comes to mind, but you know, you want it, you love the stories of the entrepreneurs and the people who like made success out of nothing or, you know, the light bulb, you know, I found 799 ways not to make a light bulb, whatever. But the truth is, is that every step is a learning process and you have to get out of your own mind and stop telling yourself this bullshit because then your brain is going to look for reasons to keep showing you that you're a failure. Absolutely. Like just stop. So I want to just kind of get, I want to be able to share with the audience and the listeners a little bit more of what you cover both on your platform and in your talks. I mean, we talked a little bit about financial literacy, but if someone were to say to their daughter, like, Hey, I think that you should really check out Christy Lukisiak because she has some great no bullshit advice and she can really help you with life. 
what would like, what will people find? Okay. So for the adulting program specifically, um, in that program, I do talk about five different areas of life. We talk about like school slash career, you know, things like what does business casual really mean or how to follow up on an interview or how to write an email in the appropriate way. Like ladies and gentlemen, you are only allowed one exclamation point. If that, you know, things like that. Uh, then we obviously go into finances because that's such a huge concern of everyone's rightly. So, so we do finances. Then we do what I call, like, I jokingly call it Becky Homecky because it was something I said on dance moms, but all of the things that you need to know in your home, Like, what are those things? Like, what's a breaker? How do you change a breaker? What is a breaker? You know, like, Mm -hmm. what is it? Um, What, how, how to um, go and have your car service, like all of those types of things. And then of course we go into wellness. I mean, I literally have a script in the program that says how you call and make your very first doctor's appointment on your own. Like, what do you need to ask? What do you need to know? Um, how to keep track of your medications? You know, what are important things that, what, whatever, but wellness. And then the final area is out of office, which I kind of refer to as like the champagne bubbles of life. You know, all of the fun things that you want to do, um, such as friendships and travel and how do you, travel the first time on your own? Like what is, what are the safe safety requirements? Like how do you get a passport? Stuff like that. Um, so it's really like solid applicable, like here is this information and they know it's coming from a trusted resource. Um, so that's really adulting. And when I go in and I speak to my groups and my, um, my sororities and other groups that I've spoken to, it gets a little bit more life coachy, um, where, how can we make these, like, what are the shifts and what are, what is the power that we have within ourselves, and how can we leverage that to, really start to identify the areas that we have control over instead of always feeling like we are just, you know, riding along on a leaf, you know, in the wind of life. Like you really have a lot of power in yourself. And so we talk a lot about that. And that's really where I'm headed. I think my next, my next big push of what I'm doing is I'm taking some of those teachings and I'm going to bring it outside of just making it available to the sororities I'm going to do a five-day workshop, um, you know, via Zoom in May, where I'm talking more about like those mindset shifts and how you can come from a place of letting go of your past and looking at the opportunities in a new way and really trusting yourself to know what is right for you. Because look, we all have these internal GPS systems that we all we all know where we want to go in life. But unfortunately, we're so conditioned to ask and be validated by everyone else around us that it's almost like calling somebody three states away and asking them to give you directions down the street. Like they have no idea. So it's more about trusting yourself. And obviously, I take a lot of my own experiences that people watched on TV unfold, and I use them as examples of how I've been able to let go of certain things and get to where I am now. So. 
these are like the life lessons that everyone needs. I I'm so glad I found you and that we were connected because <laughs> as the mom of two girls, like, I mean, I am going to eventually need to point them in your direction because moms oh. need help too. You know, moms I mean, need help too. I don't know. I don't always know the answer. I don't always know, you know, and to know that there are resources out there like this. And also I love that you're teaching these life skills. I, I couldn't help but laugh when you said that because I was talking to a friend the other day and she was like, Oh my God, I have this employee who's 26 and her mom makes her doctor's appointments. And I was, what? I was like, what do you, what do you mean? I was like living alone at 23 and like, I know my own rent. And I wasn't like, what? Yeah. My husband had someone who, uh, in his office, her dad called her off of work one day because there was too much snow. And he's like, I can't like, it's hilarious. But it's so important that our girls know how to navigate these things on their own. And yeah. for you to be teaching them is incredible. I, go, wait, what were you going to oh, say? Oh, no, I was just going to say the one thing that was cute that you said, um, as a mom, you don't always know that. I mean, no, no mom knows everything, <laughs> my God. But that is one thing I kind of jokingly, I jokingly say to all the moms out there. I'm always like, listen, I've got you. They're not going to listen to you, but they'll listen to me. And I'm going to tell right. you the same shit you would tell them, I promise. Right. No, it, but which is like so nice to have that resource. Right. Yeah. And then talk a little bit about Christie's couch, because I loved being on your Uh, podcast. And, you know, I think it's another great way for people to connect with you, um, whether, you know, whether off of Instagram or if they're not necessarily in the demographic or the realm for your adulting class, like this is another great place to kind of get your no BS advice. Yeah. You know, a Christie's couch is sort of a menagerie (laughs) of just a lot of different things. Um, obviously people are very dynamic. We have lots of different interests and that's really what the podcast is. I try to bring on obviously lovely guests such as yourself who can give my, um, my audience really great insight, which by the way, your episode resonated with so many people. I got so oh, much great feedback from your episode. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. People loved you. Thank um, you. which rightly so, I mean, you have a wealth of information and I love that I had so many people who were in that business mindset that wanted to hear more, which that makes so me so happy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but then, so I obviously talked to people like that or like that. I obviously speak with people like you, but then I also try to bring on just people that I think are interesting that can help grow or just enrich your life in a myriad of different ways. Like if there might be somebody talking about why breath work can be helpful in a stressful situation, or I've had really interesting people come on and talk about, I had one guest who actually brokered the very first social media deal on Twitter with Kim Kardashian. Um, so just a lot of different, interesting people, obviously I've had producers on from dance moms. Um, and then I just sprinkle in things that I'm naturally interested in, you know, like I do love a true crime story. So I'll give you my opinion on who I think did it, you know? So it's, it's a really, it's a mishmash of things, but it's very me, if that makes sense. Of course it does. If you could go back 10, 15, 20 years, like, would you think that this is what you would be doing? No. Absolutely not. I mean, my God, I could barely check an email, you know, 20 years ago. And now the internet has just made so many possibilities open up for so many people. And that's why I think one of the biggest messages I give to all of the women I speak to, I'm like, don't ever abandon something you're passionate about. Don't ever abandon like a little, like even a kernel of a dream because 
the world is at your fingertips. It wasn't there for your grandmothers or your great grandmothers. Like you have an opportunity unlike anything else in the world or ever before in time, I should say. So there is a way, like there is a way to take something that's an interest or hobby and build something beautiful and massive out of it. You know, so that segues very nicely into my final question, which I ask all of my guests. I always ask, what are three things that you would tell someone who's starting out right now or who wants to start out or who just can't figure out like how to take that leap um, to starting their own thing? You know, it's never going to be right. So you never, ever can wait for the timing. Like you can't wait for when I do this and I do this and I do this because you will always find something that has to happen before. So you have to just leap your parachute will open. You have to have unwavering faith. Like you do. And I don't mean spiritual, like you go to church. I mean, you have to have faith, like whatever it is you believe in, like you have to have faith that it will work if it feels right to you. And I don't mean it feels right to you because you're chasing something because like you want to make X amount of money. Like if it feels right in your heart and soul, because it's like something that speaks to you, that's when it works. Um, So don't wait to start, do something that speaks to you and always, always, always keep something in your life that is a passion, like a passion hobby, a passion um, interest, because it's funny how those things will start to weave their way into your life. And sometimes that's when it ends up being like your work ends up being play, you know, like you love something or you do something. Um, that you're like, I never thought that I would have a business doing this. Of course. Christy Lukisiak, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your knowledge with us. And we will link everywhere in the show notes where people can find you and find your courses. And I'm so excited to see what's next. And we'll have to have you back on when that happens so that we can continue this conversation and can continue to share. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a real pleasure. Love talking to a smart businesswoman per usual, made my day. So uh, thank you so much for having me. I have enjoyed each of my conversations with Christy, honestly, so much. And I'll tell you that when the record button stops, she's the same as you see her on Instagram and as you've heard her right here. She gave me so much great advice when we were off mic about being a parent, about running a business. I'm so appreciative to her. And honestly, Christy Lukisiak is just awesome. I feel grateful that she's entered my orbit and I'm so excited that she's here. There were a lot of takeaways in today's episode. Please, please, please take out your pen and paper. You're absolutely going to want to write these down. Here we go. Number one, figure out how you can make a positive impact and do good with your platform. Number two, show up on your social media as yourself. This is something I say all the time. You don't have to be something that you're not. When you look at what authentic means, it's who you are, no holds barred. It isn't filtered. Number three, perfection isn't real life. Showing up imperfect helps you... helps you to connect with real people. Number five, it's not about the likes or what people say about you online. It's about the connections you have with the people you love and how you feel when you go to bed at night. Number six, if you're in a stadium full of people and you could only give one message to the entire crowd, what's that message? Think about that. What do you want them to walk away with? What's the one thing that you can give people that they can take away? Number seven, You're not failing if something doesn't work. You have learned massive things from that one thing or many things. It is not failure. It is a stepping stone to get you to the next spot. Number eight, 
The internet has created so many possibilities for all of us. Don't ever abandon something that you're passionate about. The world is at your fingertips. It was not there for so many of the generations before us, but you have the opportunity that has never before in time been there. Um, There is a way to take an interest or a hobby and to really build something massive out of it. Number nine, the timing will never be right. You can you will always find something that has to happen before you take that step. So take the leap. Your parachute will open. Just do it. Get started. Number 10, you have to have unwavering faith in yourself. It will work out if it feels right to you. Thank you so much, Christy Lukisiak, for being here today. And thank you so much to everyone who's joined me and who's listened to this episode of Dear Founder. Please make sure that you take out your phones and follow at Lindsay Pinchuk and at Dear Founder on Instagram. That's where I share so much advice on starting, growing, scaling, and even selling a business, as well as marketing, social media, and all the basic principles and tactics that I use to build my own businesses. We have some amazing guests coming up. Make sure that you subscribe to my show on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen. If you know someone who wants to start their own business or who has started a business or who has an idea for a business, please text them this episode or post it in your Instagram. Make sure to tag me and I'll reshare some of those to say thank you. Stay tuned for another episode of Dear Founder coming your way soon.